I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Inspired Evolution. I'm your humble host, Amrit Sandhu, and you're tuning in to a conscious conversation designed to help you grow. Our mission here is simple. It's for you to live your purpose, live your best life, live the life you love. This podcast is sponsored by Enthusiasm for Life, by great creation itself. To keep the good vibes flowing for myself and yourself, do us a solid, subscribe to the Inspired Evolution podcast on YouTube the home of the Inspired Evolution podcast. Now sit back, relax, open your mind, open your heart to this conversation and stay inspired. Keep evolving. Welcome to the Inspired Evolution and it is a treat to be here today. We have with us Rebecca Boatman. Rebecca, how are you? I'm wonderful. I'm happy to be here. It is such a pleasure to have you here. For those shooting into Rebecca for the uh, for the first time, she is their go-to love coach. She is the brave lady. She's graduated several emotional intelligence acad- academies. She helps people transform their relationships. We are so excited to glean some insights from you today. Thanks again for doing this. Yeah, absolutely. So I'd love to sort of pry in, get in straight out of the gate. Rebecca, what do you find are some of the biggest um hurdles for people looking to start relationships well I would say the biggest one would be um a lot of people don't actually have a model for what um create a model for a really healthy happy thriving relationship so you know based on what they knew growing up based on what they saw the examples so a lot of times they're they get into relationship with carrying this blueprint of um one that you know isn't harmonious isn't healthy and so that's a a beautiful opportunity slash hurdle when it comes to um creating what it is that you really want in partnership 
Yeah, so generally speaking, we all have some sort of aspiration. We all, I can't speak on behalf of everybody, Amrit, calm down. Um, but um, generally people would all have an aspiration. I did it again, but anyway, uh, an aspiration mm-hmm. to be with someone or have a partner, be in a relationship. Um, and yet, like, sometimes the way we go about them, like go about attracting someone, like, you know, um, is there is there some... Uh, yeah, like are there are there things that you see people doing that are that are not supportive to the path or the process straight out of the gate in there? Like not having a vision, I get, um, but are there things that we we shoot ourselves in the foot um, over and over again? Are there any of those things that you've seen before? <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Where they're um, attracting you know partners that are either you know wound on wound relationships or their trauma bonds, right? So choosing to go out and um, you know, attracting or being drawn to uh, certain partners, certain people that mirror to them their own, you know, maybe insecurities or limiting beliefs or, you know, beliefs that they have to earn love. They can't just be to, you know, and experience love. So when we aren't, um, don't have awareness around those things and a vision, like you said, of like, wow, this is what I actually really want. Um, you know, so that's like, there's a lot there, but just to answer your question, that's what I would say. And then, um, also dating, but, um, from this disempowered place of waiting, like just being the two being chosen rather than the chooser. Right. So a lot of times people will get into relationship because, wow, this person's showing interest and this is fun Mm. and it's flattering and validating rather than really stopping and discerning, um, and, and being the chooser, right? So we call that um, being chosen versus, versus being the chooser. And you, you want to make sure that you're dating from an empowered place. Do you find, and this might be a gross generalization, um, that generally women are in the power of choosing, or is that a gross generalization on my behalf? A lot of times women, um, unconsciously fall into being chosen Uh uh-huh interesting yeah yeah which is um so it's so beautiful because then when they have the awareness right then they can be like wow like just because this person's showing interest because on a unconscious level or if you look at during you know thousands of years ago during hunter and when we were hunters and gatherers Mm -hmm. a, a woman wanted a a provider and a protector right? Because if she didn't have that, she would die. She couldn't, you couldn't live on your own, you know? Mm-hmm. So even though it's <laughs> the year it is now, and it's like thousands of years later, you mm-hmm. still see these, um, bi- these biological tendencies playing out in modern dating. It's really fascinating. Mm-hmm. So once you have awareness around this, you're like 10 million steps ahead. Mm-hmm. So that's where you, you want to, I always recommend to people to catch yourself like, okay, you want to like, are you, choosing this because he's choosing you right and you're getting like one itis where you're just wanting the protector provider or or like you know how is the experience how is he showing up or how are you know how are they treating you and there's all these important questions that you can ask to break out of that cycle and end up in the relationship you deeply desire why do you think we end up in um why do you think, is it just because it's a low hanging fruit or the process of dating is such that if someone's showing interest, we're taught, like we're meant to engage. I think this is like a bigger question. Like, you know, you were talking about um, modeling before and then limiting beliefs and, you know, trauma on trauma, as you described it. Um, How much does that come from like 
our parents, how much does that come from relationships that we've we've seen before? And does that play a massive role or is it something that we can actually challenge? Oh, we can definitely challenge it and, and move beyond it a hundred million percent. Um, and it, uh, it definitely plays a role, right? There's ancestral trauma or ancestral um, things that were we're healing for, uh, you know, the generations ahead of us. And then also there's childhood, which um, it's so beautiful that we have all these tools and and knowledge now. So it definitely plays a role and it's, it's, uh, but it's something that it does not have to choose for you. Right. It's like, and that's why awareness is so powerful because then it's like, wow, when you're aware of something, then it's like, okay, you can, you, you become in the driver's seat and, and now you can choose powerfully um, it, throughout the entire dating process and in relationship. Mm, and profound. And so how do we reclaim the power of choice? I love, you have good questions. <laughs> um, well, number one, responsibility, right. Of realizing like, wow, I, I am responsible for my choices and I mm-hmm. have the, the ability to choose, right? Like you, you tell someone like, okay, pick up a pencil or try to pick up that pencil. Like you don't try, you can't try and pick up the pencil. You either pick it up or you don't, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, it's like, there's no such thing as being half pregnant, like trying to you either do something or you don't. Mm. So you're hundred percent or you're zero. Like you do it or you don't. So just having that, like really owning that. And then, um, in the, then depending on the scenario with your question, I would always recommend also baby steps or in like celebrating the victories and, um, along the way is, is crucial. And, and in the process, it's like, wow, you really start to see how you're co-creating constantly, like mm. constantly there's, there's you're co-creating. And then I, I believe that in that process, you can even try it on as an experiment. If this is like new for you, it's like, you start to see the magic of, of it, it, it appear in, in your world. And then it helps you anchor into how powerful choosing is consciously. I love that. Thank you. So responsibility is key. Now, the key thing in there I wanted to tune into as well, you mentioned the word co-creation. I've had some really beautiful mentors describe it this way before, so I'm sort of going to glean into that. It was really important for me to learn this. was like when two people come together, there's like each person in the relationship. There's almost like a third entity that's created, which is like the relationship itself, um, which... I know when I say it out loud, it sounds really obvious, but it was a penny drop moment for me when I kind of heard that the first time it was like, oh yeah, then there's me, then there's my partner, but then there's also the relationship, you know, and sort of acknowledging it in that way, almost as like its own, um, yeah, its own energy, its own thing, its own entity is probably the right word, um, was really helpful for me because it could, I could sort of see, you know, you can see another person when they personally need help, but when your relationship, you know, you need to tend to things or you can, you know, enjoy things. You can sort of see it um, a little bit clearer. You mentioned the word co-creation. What does co-creation mean to you in a relationship and what are healthy examples of co-creation? Yeah. So I would say like, um, say that, um, a co-creating like say it's like wow like I want to experience fun with this person like I want to go out and I want to have fun it's like realizing that who we're being like mm. they say that the, to define a relationship it's like related to 
being, right? You're, you're related to who you're being. So if I, my desire is fun, like the co-creative part would be, I, I get to source and, and be fun. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's like the, where you're dancing and you're inviting them and they'll, they'll mirror it. Right. Um, so it's like that level of, if you want more, if passion's important to you or intimacy or connection, um, whatever that is, like the co-creation part is who am I choosing to be? Like, what is my state? Um, and then of course that's comes down to what you're thinking and what you're feeling. And then it's going to, um, come out and how, you know, your, your behaviors and you're going to, you'll source that in, um, the, in the relationship. And even in like, I see this in, um, you know, any environment around friends, around meetings, like it's really about being the thermostat and not the thermometer. Mm. It's really about like, well, this is a temperature I'm setting and you, you invite people into it and you'll, and when you guys like, and you can watch this happen when you look at rooms or you're in a room or you're in like, it's so fascinating when you start to um, really take this on. And then also just to witness and observe how people are, are constantly enrolling each other into the, 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 what they're sourcing personally. Right. So that would be, yeah, that would, that would be the example I would give. Yeah. Wow. Profound. So in terms of that co-creation, like the, the uh, the essence of it is connecting to your being and what's at the heart of it. Um, How is this, how has this journey been for you? Like, was this something that was always present for you or, yeah, (laughs) or, or have you, have you, sorry, I'm going to ask the question this way, but I probably shouldn't. Um, have you kissed every frog? In the... <laughs> Divine Prince Charming, how's it? Like what's, um, yeah, tell us a little bit about your journey and how um, relationships became such a set. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Yeah, so I wasn't, I didn't always have this understanding. Mm-hmm. And relationships um, were very challenging for me. Like I was the type of woman who, if something like I couldn't share how I like my feelings, like if I was hurt, I, I would just burn the bridge. Like I would burn the bridge down. Right. I was very destructive, um, super avoidant, like sharing how I felt literally felt like death. Like I remember it, it, I remember when I first started, you know, getting into 
this work um, and practicing, I remember I used to have to say like, okay, if there's something I need to share that like hurt me or something, I would be like, okay, three, two, one. I'd like count down in my head. I'm like, okay, three, two, one, like say it, three, two, one, say it. And I was so like choked up, you know? Mm. So, and of course, if you can't communicate authentically, relationships feel suffocating, you feel lonely, like, you know, so all across the board, I was like, my relationship life was a mess. Um, friendships, like not just romantic. And then mm. I hired a relationship coach um, years ago and she changed my life. She helped me so much. And I was like, oh my gosh. And of course, right. You're like, you have your, free, you feel so free mm. and you're like, I want to give this to the world too. Mm-hmm. Right. I want to mm-hmm. help people with these tools. Cause it's not stuff we learn in elementary school. Right. It's not stuff we learn. In high, like, yeah, it's life changing. So that's what led me <laughs> today. Now it's, I can share. Yeah. It's such a <laughs> trip, isn't a it? because it's such like a fundamental, um, it's such a fundamental yearning that we all have. And yet it's not something we're educated on. Isn't I that know. such a bizarro, like, yeah. Yeah. I find that. Unless your parents yeah. were psychologists. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I, I appreciate what you're saying there about, um, yeah, the struggles with vulnerability and it gets me again and again, how important it is, um, to be vulnerable, to build connection. And it's, it's just so, yeah, I can hear myself sort of saying like echoing Brene Brene Brown's words, but it's like, it's almost like annoying that it has to be vulnerability that builds connection. Do you find that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, there's still like, you know, it, it can feel, it can feel scary, you know, like even I mean, I, th- I think it, I definitely believe it gets easier and easier. Like the mm. more you access it, it's like growing a muscle. Um, but I think for so many, like thousands of years, we are taught to like protect our heart, you know, mm. and it feels like the easier thing to do to like pretend to be strong or to pretend, I don't want to say strong because vulnerability is a strength, you know, mm. but to pretend like we're invincible, I should say. Um, <laughs> but um, I think it's such a, a gift and, it's interesting. I always look at too how like if I'm ever feeling overwhelmed, like I feel like I'm too busy. Usually, there's always something I don't want to be intimate with. Mm. And I feel like that's such a a great indicator. Like okay, like where where do I get to open my heart, or where's you know what do I get to be intimate with? And time expands, I believe, when we go there. So mm. for my my busy listeners. Um, <laughs> this is like life, life absolutely like changed my life. Mm. I'd be like, wow, overwhelm's actually not a, not like a state of being really. It's a choice. Mm-hmm. It's a choice to avoid. Um, so yeah, I just felt called to share that because that was so powerful for me recognizing that. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. And I think it's, it, it begs the question, like how important is our connection to ourselves going into a relationship? Like, you know, what is the, the dance and the dynamic that you find in that? Oh, how important. Fair. Mm. I mean, it's everything, mm. right? Because how how we are with ourselves, which is why it's so beautiful. I actually wrote this in my journal this morning. Like, I'm my own best friend. And mm. that doesn't mean I, I mean I have amazing best friends, right? But like at the end of the day, like our longest relationship we're ever gonna have is the one with ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that relationship um is actually going to be a a direct mirror and reflection of the type of 
relationships and the quality of relationships we allow into our experience and, and how that dynamic plays out is going to be directly from the relationship that we each, each have with ourselves. Mm. This is a two-part question. I'll ask the first part first uh, because it's a little bit easier in the second part. Hopefully I'll be able to articulate it. Um, so the first part is, you know, when you, when you meet someone initially, um, I feel like you meet their ambassador. You don't actually meet them. Oh. <laughs> That's like, oh, <laughs> like, yeah, I know what yeah. you're talking about. <laughs> like, and that's like the mask and the facade and all that sort of stuff. Like any, any ideas on how to help us navigate some of that? Like, is it building a better connection to yourself and being your own best friend such that you can actually show up authentic and vulnerable to actually build a genuine connection? Um, or like, do we just all have to go through the ambassador phase? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So ambassador, I think of like the representative, like the person on yeah. the front desk, right? Exactly. <laughs> um, I would, I would look at like what, you know, asking the question, what is causing me to feel like I have to wear a mask? Mm. Like, what is that? Like, is it the need to fit in? Is it the need to be liked? Is it um, like, what is that? And then learning to whatever that is for us individually, it's like, how can I embrace and like love this part of me and, and mm. remind this part of me that it's safe? Um, and then the more we grow, I, I feel into that and hold that part of us. Cause it's not about egg, you know, it's not about shaming it or shutting it down. It's about actually like holding it really like holding it. And then, um, in that it'll be a lot easier, I believe to, you know, show up authentically and to, you know, show up with your, you know, your heart open and, and transparent, transparent as to who you are. And I, I think that, I don't think this is linear. I think masks and representatives can even come up along the way for some people, they may be wide open. And then with intimacy, they get freaked out or connection or closeness. And then it comes up, right. And mm. for some people, maybe in the beginning. So I don't think it's like a linear process. I think it depends on um, our operating system and our experiences and, and who we are. So yeah, I would say em definitely embracing that side of us or that part of us and um, holding it and realizing it also is what connects us to humanity because there's not one person in this world that doesn't deal with a mask or like appears or, you know, like you're never alone in that as mm -hmm. well. And then also I'm a huge, 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 like diehard fan of um, pushing your threshold like meaning so to answer your question about what can you do about that if you really struggle with this I would say do something that's actually very outside of your comfort zone where you are burning those masks in the fire <laughs> and mm. and because when you push your threshold around whatever that fear is that's having you have a mask or representative all of a sudden first time you know meeting with someone whether it's a date or you know a business meeting or anything it's gonna be so much easier because you're like I did that over here why push my threshold so much like this is cakewalk mm -hmm. yeah. I love that I love that leading into the second part of my question is oftentimes or maybe I'm just speaking from my own relationship but there were parts of me that my partner saw from the outset that I never knew existed about me, mm. um, which even if she, which she definitely met the ambassador, <laughs> yeah. I'll be, I'll be straight about it. Um, but there were parts of me that she could see, um, yeah, that evolved over time and actually being in co-creation and relationship, she helped nurture and grow. Um, how important is that is that quite common or is that uncommon like 
that we actually see things in others that they may not naturally see in themselves um, and the vulnerability in the process. And also, I guess, somewhat the the sort of patience to allow your partner to grow into the person that you can see them to be. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, you're always, I mean, it's like, we're always going to see our partner blind spots because we know them so well. You know, it's like you, especially your partner, right? They're, they're going to know you better than anyone else, the person you spend a lot of time with. And, um, and it's so important to have that trust where and that um, foundation where you can have those types of conversations. Um, and it's so beautiful too when you're open to receiving like what that is, because then it's like you just land in a gold mine. Like, mm-hmm. wow, is that really like how I'm showing up? Like, it may hurt your stomach, maybe like, ah, right? It may like yeah. not feel right, but it's like, story oh, about okay. life. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but the beautiful, <laughs> the beautiful thing is like, I always look at it. I'm like, wow, it's just a feeling. It's mm-hmm. not gonna kill me. Like, can I? be can I be with uncomfortable feelings I feel like if anyone takes anything from this podcast Mm. this interview it's like it's like that is like gold it's like whoa it's just sensations in the body Mm. like if we really like look at it it's like oh my gosh and it feels like I'm gonna die but I'm actually still alive so Mm. (laughs) um but yeah with partnership right we're we're mirrors we're mirroring each other like um so they're gonna really see us and as we allow that that in and vice versa and I love that you and your partner have that relationship and I think that's very important I think it's also the gift of partnership as well of like how much am I willing to be seen um even for what I unconsciously can't see Mm -hmm. and it's like you're mining for gold and creating and unlocking that I love that I'm going to ask a question for um, some of the people that I've worked with before, and they oftentimes struggle with this. Um, One partner in the relationship is like on a personal development journey. They're willing to be open and grow, and they're trying to grow their life and accelerate in a certain way. And they find that their partner is not open um, to growth, is not, it, it kind of feels like dead weight energy but they still love that person, but they don't love the, um, the like they're open and the other person's a bit more stuck. Um, what is your advice for people in that position, in that situation? Absolutely. I've seen this so much. Um, and for my listeners who are listening, they're like, oh my gosh, that's my partner. I'm growing and he's not, or she's not. I want you to just soften so much as I say this, because I think if you let this in, it'll be transformational because what I've found is sometimes people can get so stuck on like an attached to feeling like this person needs to change or this person needs to be on this boat. And so underneath that, right. There's a genuine desire. Like I want to connect over this with you. Mm. Um, but a lot of times in relationship, there can be like this strong attachment and this, it's just not enrolling or actually inviting to the other partner. If anything, it's like they go hard the other way and it kind of turns them off. So, um, and what's so cool is when I see people who are, say, who are on that, that journey, when they're like, you know what, I'm actually willing to just accept and, and love my partner unconditionally with where they're at and lead by example. And, um, it's, it's, and this is the key piece right here. And I'm willing to see them in the possibility that, 
they would desire this too. Not from my place of I need this, but because I just see them as that and I'm going to speak into that. It's like a totally different energy because if on it, when we think, when we're like, a lot of times people will predict, oh, well, they are not going to change. They're not, like they're already in this prediction sort of mentality, which is like the known, right? And there's a, there's a sense of control around that. So when we actually shift, it's so crazy. When we shift who we be and how we can see people, like it just happens. It actually happens before our eyes. So there's that piece. And then also, um, really accepting where your partner's at and Mm. not being in the resistance of, of, um, not accepting what is now, if it's a partnership, you're no longer choosing, like be in ownership of that and, and make a choice versus trying to be half pregnant. Right. So you get to really, right. (laughs) It's a thing. So you to really like full acceptance, which is a relinquishing of control. It's like such an act of uh, surrendering. Mm, wow. So glad I asked that question. <laughs> the, uh, there's one of the important pieces you shared in there is speaking to the potential of the other rather than speaking directly to the other. Can you unpack that a little bit further for us? Oh yeah. I've seen some people who are so masterful at this, but they take it too far and it becomes manipulation. I'm like, dude, you need to calm that down. I'm watching you do this, <laughs> right? You know, so be careful. You won't make you dangerous. You gotta be careful. Um, <laughs> where, where genuinely you see like, wow, like I can see that this person, like what's, what, what's available for them is saying more um, vulnerability say, or more mm. honesty, right? It's like, every time you see them in that, like really acknowledging that and really seeing and saying, wow, like you're so good at this. People will believe you. They mm-hmm. will believe you and they will take it on. And it's freaking phenomenal. Like th- I think about like some of the things I've created in my life. It's literally from someone believing in me, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, they saw it possible in me and they like spoke to it over and over again. Mm-hmm. And we have that power in partnership and it takes us being willing to like, let go of any of our like self-righteousness or any ego or like, they're not right. It's like, like just let that die and like really like come into this like authentic, like loving, unconditionally loving place. And then like looking at, wow, like if that's in their blind spot, then what's possible for them is that. So instead of pointing out the block and X, Y, and Z, it's like, wow, you're the best at making guacamole. I love guacamole every night. I'm just joking, kind of. So, <laughs> so, so it's really, and you'll watch people be like, oh, and they'll like perk up like I am. And then their behaviors will follow. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Especially that. with growing a team. Yeah. 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 That's um. That's awesome. Glad I asked that. So I'm going to ask you a couple of things. I'm just going to share a couple of things that I find myself saying in some of my coaching sessions to people around relationships, um, and maybe we can unpack them, and get you to riff on them if that's cool. Um, one of the things, and I'll leverage kind of segue into this conversation from where we were, is uh, my wife always says. I used to say to my wife, relationships are basically based on communication and trust. If you've got, you know, good communication and you've got trust, you can build a relationship from there, right? Um, and she, as always, checkmated me. And she goes, you can't have trust if you're not in communication, right? Like you've got to have that connection is facilitated by communication before there's ever any trust. So actually relationships are all just about communication, and I took that on board and it feels true for me. Um, what are your thoughts on communication, trust and relationships? Yeah. 
Yeah, I think what your wife, I think your wife is brilliant. <laughs> That's what <laughs> absolutely brilliant. And communication, like, and even, um, yeah, because if even when someone's communicating and their energy is not matching their words, that's also like a, like people can feel that whether mm-hmm. they, they consciously say it or not on some level, they're like, something's off here, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's about also honest communication mm-hmm. um, and being willing. There's so much, I mean, absolutely. And being like transparency. And of course with transparency comes with being able to distinguish what's his, what's hers and what's mine. That's huge and really important for a healthy um, relationship. But I would agree, like you, if, if, you, if you don't trust, how are you going to ever let anyone in and how are, are they going to let you in? So that is absolutely key. And then in communication, right, with the communication piece, it's like you can communicate um, your desires. You can communicate your requests. You can have agreements that support the partnership. You, so you guys are a well-oiled machine. You're like efficient. You make a great team together. So absolutely, I think that those things are both very important. Yeah, I love that. There was actually this, um, as you were sharing that, you know, this, uh, something I felt called to share was um, there was this time of my life where we had been together for about six years and she went on a sabbatical um, looking for more purpose and I stayed at home. And so she was away for about, I think in the grand total, it was about 10 and a half months that she went traveling for. Um, I usually just say a year because anyway. Um, you didn't hear for a year. Yeah, uh, yeah, but we're still in a relationship. But she went traveling. She went all South America, all these different places, wow. and it was a pretty remarkable time because you were mentioning, you know, like you know, getting to understand what you bring, what they bring, because very rarely do you, I think people get that opportunity where they've been so close. Because when you spend that much time together, you end up quite well fused, right? It's like. Yeah it's this is mine this is yours i'm not sure where us you know yeah yeah. where do you stop and i begin and vice versa it's a total trippy question right but then we were in this phase where she's left and you know and i was at home by myself and i was like like simple things like oh shit i am the messy one (laughs) you know like (laughs) she was always calling me out for it she was like you don't put things back and i was like no i don't and she was like no and then i was like oh shit she actually she was right um but then other things like realizing that actually i'm really good at you know building new relationships and she's really good at maintaining them because i found myself building a lot of new relationships in that year but then at the same time the maintenance of them i was like huh that's what she brings to the table you know, like with our friends and stuff like that. So it was really interesting to get that insight in terms of, oh, and I became even more intimate with kind of what I was bringing to the relationship and even more appreciative of what she brought to the relationship. Um, yeah, there's no question in there. It was just something that like really was really profound for me at that period of life. And I just wanted to sort of just chuck that in there is, yeah, we oftentimes take each other for granted and there's opportunities for us to sort of remember what the other person brings to the table. Yeah. The beauty of space. So one of the other questions, one of the other things I find myself um, saying a lot is in order for a relationship to be whole, it takes two halves, it takes two people to dance in tango. Um, But in order for two halves to be like two halves to bring, come together to make a whole, both halves kind of need to be whole in themselves. Um, It's a bit of an ode, I guess, to self-love and filling up your own cup first. Um, I'll just continue to leverage that time with my wife in this conversation as a bit of an example. Um, 
you know, when she was when she went away for that year, people were like, How are you letting your wife like she was my wife at the time, how are you letting your girlfriend like just go travel? And it's like, let her. Like, what sort of who am I, first of all, to let anybody anything? But second of mm. all, like if her cup's not full, like just from a place of my own selfishness, I'd want her to be full, right? So yeah. she should go. She should fill up her own cup and find what it is that's kind of missing in that half so that we can have a whole relationship, right? Um, so yeah, in order for a whole to be whole, the both halves need to be whole. Your thoughts on that? Oh, most definitely. And it's honoring that we're autonomous souls, Mm. right? Like we're autonomous souls. And, um, I, I, I believe that it's also a lifelong journey, like wholeness. And it's like, we're constantly desiring that right from with, with spirit, like that union of like absolute wholeness. So I think it's like, we individually like individuate and then we and then we are we kind of separate from it and then we come back to it i think it's also what makes earth so beautiful it's like mm. you know like we had the opportunity to seek that and i'm like oh and then you know come back to it so i i just share that because i know some people are like well i need to be 100 perfect before i allow a partner in. and i think that can also be such an unhealthy trap you know like mm. even the most i believe the most confident incredible people in amazing relationships like have self beat up days you know where they're maybe mm. not filling their cup up or you know so um, but I believe that it's important to have really for both individuals to have that intention and, um, to respect that in one another. And that's going to help you avoid like the codependent relationships where you're, you're trying to source, um, power, or you're trying to source any needs from your partner versus realizing that you are the source, like you are the power, right? So, um, having that intention and that understanding helps create a very healthy dynamic and avoid a lot of unhealthy codependent patterns that will lead you to what you want. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. I love that. One of the, when you, when you first, sorry, there was a question in there that sort of came to me when you're first dating someone, um, how, how do you continue to cultivate a sense of, um, like the relationship, you know, like goes through phases and stages as you go through, right? Um, How do you learn to honor the fact that, you know, when you first met, you're in a particular phase of your relationship. And then when you're at this stage, like a couple years in, you're at a different stage of your relationship. And then as you continue to build and grow, um, because oftentimes I find sometimes people get hung up on um, where they were at when they first met. Yeah. And then the relationships no longer like that as they continue to evolve. Oh, like they're like, oh, I wish it was like when we, like the first year, like, mm. Mm, yeah. So that would be the resistance too, right? Of like, mm. like the so it's a form of the grass is greener, you mm. know. So I would say like really, really anchoring into vision and and possibility, mm-hmm. and interrupting like whenever you want to fantasize about your past, <laughs> interrupting that and mm. fan and fantasize about your what you're creating. Mm -hmm. and um and daydream and put your energy and attention into that uh timeline that exists and so you're tuning into it rather than going saying anytime we say i wish to right we're like basically saying i don't have what it is i want right now and then that's bringing our energy to a certain thermostat right Mm -hmm. and then so that comes back to that place of like wow like if i'm co-creating not if, but as I am, what, what is it that I want to create with this person and truly being fully committed to that, right? Like, like, like not selling out on yourself or not making them wrong. Like, you know, so, so, or Mm -hmm. making that they have to do it, like coming into that place and 
hopefully, you know, you did choose a partner who is, um, or just has that level of responsibility, right? You, both of you do. So yeah, I hope that that answer your question. Yeah, it did. It did. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's interesting to feel into the, the, the question I, I realized I asked, I wanted to ask, what is the, how do you keep the spark alive? Oh, I love that. Yeah. So, um, so beautiful. I actually was on a plane for, like last month heading from Austin to Jackson Hole, Wyoming. And this couple was sitting by me and they were just, they were beaming. They were like so like happy and they're probably in their 50s, 60s, I think early mm. 60s or late 50s. Um, and I was just like, what's the secret? Like you guys mm. are so sweet. And, and they, they were just like, we're best friends. And we're celebrating our 33rd year anniversary and we're, we're just best friends. And it was so, I'm like, and I could see the sparkle and the glow mm. in, in their eyes, you know, and just in, in their, um, aura in their field. And so I thought that was so beautiful. And I, I believe it's also like a, a deep respect mm -hmm. and a curiosity, because if we feel like we know our partner, we know everything, like life itself becomes a dole, right? So it's like, mm -hmm being willing to be in the unknown and get curious and explore together. And then also the, the travel part, I do think having time apart is, is very important and very supportive. Mm. Um, and so, and that's where the autonomous parts, uh, you know, having autonomy, it's very important because then you can go do those things and maintain, um, and keep, have a healthy relationship. Mm. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's really beautiful. And the, the interesting part when you start thinking about it as rather rela friendship rather than like relationship, there's like the expectations almost shift as well. You know, like with your friends, you're much softer. You know, like in terms of your expectations. Um, whereas with your with our partners, we can be quite like, oh, you got to be this way. <laughs> whereas with your friends, it's like, oh, you kind of messed up. Oh well, okay. Like I don't have to be as critical of you. <laughs> you know, like I've, I've noticed that in in the past and affording the same sort of forgiveness and looseness and openness, um, yeah, which keeps the curiosity and the spark alive. I love that. One of the other things I find myself saying in coaching, if I can get you to riff on that, is, um, yeah, our relationships. Like uh, physically we have mirrors, you know, glass mirrors that help us, you know, try and identify things that are going on with our body. You know, nutrition is really helpful, physical well-being super helpful. But we don't have mirrors for our soul. Or wait, do we? relationships are mirrors of our soul your thoughts on that a hundred percent a hundred million percent it, it it is it absolutely is they say actually looking in the when we look in the left eye mm -hmm. is when we're we're looking into someone's soul yeah and when someone told me that it's like we you realize most people actually look in the right when they're talking so ever since i heard that i always look in so with someone's left eye and it's really interesting so if anyone wants to try that i was listening <laughs> uh, totally try it but it's so powerful when you realize this because it's like humans we want to be seen but like that's what we want to feel at home like i've interviewed thousands of women and they always say i want to feel at home mm -hmm. you feel at home you get to be in your heart and you get to allow yourself to be seen so how how much are you willing to actually be seen for your soul to be seen and how mm -hmm. much are you willing to see another person mm -hmm. right so um at our in-person events we always do soul gazing on the first mm. day 
I love that. And you've got all these events and you're coaching that helps people find their path. I know how important it was for you um, to, you know, yourself to find so much support um, on this path of becoming, you know, um, facilitating healthy relationships. What do you say to those people that feel like, oh, these are matters of the heart and you can't code it like, I'm not meant to be like, you know, what do you say to that <laughs> to someone that goes, you know what, like it's matters of the heart. I don't need a coach or I, it's matters of the heart. I don't need a seminar. Your thoughts yeah. on that. Oh yeah. Does that I make would, sense? Or does. Yeah. Like, yeah. Really, um, but... <laughs> I would probably ask, I would ask them. Um, I'd probably ask them like, cause if they're saying, right, like I don't need it at some, somewhere along the lines, there's a relationship with support that feels uncomfortable for them, mm. right? We're seeking, seeking, like actually having counsel or having support is like, um, like unacceptable, right? Or unacceptable, mm-hmm. meaning like there's just an interesting relationship. So I would probably ask a question, like um, what, ha- what would happen if you did need support? Like what, what about that scares you? Or what, what about, you know what I mean? Like I would probably ask that and just kind of go yeah. there and watch their program go, ah, like right you see people like you're inter- like you're interrupting my software program here <laughs> uh, yeah. i love that talking about software interrupts do you have any software interrupts coming up do you have any um any events yeah. or anything coming up in the world rebecca that we might yeah yeah we're actually so it's really cool i haven't announced this to my audience yet and they're going to be so excited but we're launching a um virtual uh, event which I'm really excited about because we have so many people from around the world that have wanted to attend our in-person one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, oh, like we need to do a virtual one. So we're launching a virtual, a virtual one that's coming up here really awesome. soon. So that, that'll be awesome. And we do the threshold experiences, right? Where we help people really push their threshold um, so that everything else is a cakewalk. Yeah, perfect. What are they called and how do we get access to them? Yeah, so that's the Brave Live, the bravelivexperience.com. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's how you can sign up and then yeah i'm doing an in-person one as well in san diego in the q1 of this you know coming up mm-hmm. and yeah so there's there's that one and then on my instagram to rebecca boatman i'm always i'm always promoting and sharing things and giving so much free content and i'll i share about the events on there as well and you can sneak you can get a sneak peek inside in the videos too awesome i love that rebecca the inspired evolution, when you think about the future for yourself, for humanity, for the planet, what does inspired evolution mean to you? I love that question. Um, to me, inspired evolution means, I believe it, it means creating heaven on earth. So like, like really um, embodying what that means to us and allowing, it's like allowing that idea to flow down into our vessel and to to be that here on earth right because we I think we kind of live in an epidemic where people don't occupy their bodies right and so learning I think that's a part of it's like ascending and descending is equally important right so it's like learning to um also bring all that beauty here and to see that and, and allow that to flow here on earth as well so consciously committing to that and and being that um, in each way that we can. 
I love that. Thank you so much for being inspired to evolve and inspiring our evolutions here today, Rebecca. Um, yeah, yeah, really, really appreciate your time, your energy, your presence, your vibe um, here today. But I also know it's not just today's conversation. You know, today's conversation is informed by a lifetime's work. So thank you so much for always showing up as you and doing your thing. Um, and on behalf of myself, the Inspired Evolution Tribe, wishing you all the best for everything that's coming up. Thank you so much for doing this with us today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for tuning in to this amazing episode of the Inspired Evolution. Without you, the Inspired Evolution tribe, this podcast would not be what it is today. Thank you so much for your love and your support. Thank you so much for being so inspired to evolve. It's truly inspiring. If you haven't already done so, Please subscribe to the Inspired Evolution on YouTube, the home of the Inspired Evolution's video podcast. We release inspiring conversations such as this every week, along with guided meditations and empowering insights all designed to help you grow and evolve. Honestly, your subscription on YouTube to the channel helps us out a great deal. And one of the other benefits, if you're having any insights or shifts from these episodes that you want to chat about, or if you'd like to leave myself or the guest a message, please do so in the comments on YouTube. I truly look forward to hearing from you. And as always, Tribe, remember to stay inspired and keep evolving. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.